The New York Times has coined a pretty catchy phrase that sums up a concept I've been articulating on this podcast since 2017. They refer to it as the YOLO economy. For those of you who aren't familiar with the rapper Drake, that stands for you only live once. And at the heart of it is the idea of why should we wait to pursue our dreams after retirement? Why not create happiness right now in the present moment. And really, if you go deeper than that, I think the YOLO economy signifies the fact that as a global workforce, we've awakened to the biggest lie that corporate America has sold us for the past 50 years, which is the fact that you have to obtain a certain level of financial security before you're allowed to address your own emotional needs. Well, People are waking up to that in the pandemic. We've all taken a step back to reflect. And in this piece by Kevin Roos in the New York Times, he's collected dozens of stories from people of all walks of life, all different careers, but they encapsulate the same theme, that the pandemic has changed our priorities and we realize I don't have to live like this. Coming up this week on the Life Amplified podcast, I am holding a funeral for the dreaded hustle culture. Plus, those of you who are on the fence who are questioning, can I build a life with emotional wealth and financial wealth? I'm going to give you the five best strategies to help you live your dreams without going broke. Welcome back. What is an amplified life? It's having amplified relationships with people who support and encourage you to be your best. It's having amplified energy to conquer the challenges of the day. And it's having an amplified career, one that's meaningful to you, the world, and your bank account. I'm Dan Mason, Life Reinvention Coach, helping you discover your calling and create an amplified life on your terms. This is the Life Amplified Podcast. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to celebrate the life and death of hustle culture. You know this idea. It's been glorified all over Instagram for the past 10 years. And it dates back further than that, quite honestly. It got started, like many bad ideas, in Silicon Valley. But it's this idea that the ideal employee in this day and age is the person who is always on, always at work, always grinding. And so many of the tech companies that really initiated this trend into the workforce, and it spread to all business sectors, they've really worked hard to blur the lines between home and work. So many of these companies have tried to build a quote-unquote family culture. Many places have added the amenities of your home to keep you working later. This is why there's on-site daycare at so many tech companies or laundry services, gym facilities. Many places have even started including gourmet chefs. How far out of control has this become? Well, even companies like Apple and Facebook have started offering egg freezing services to their employees under this premise that, well, you can delay having a family of your own. Just come be here. Join the cult of your work family. The theme was glorified in the Instagram age by influencers like Gary Vaynerchuk, although I will say in Gary's defense, over the past couple of years, he's really backed away from the work your eyeballs out message. However, other people, such as Elon Musk, have not. He's been quoted as saying that nobody has ever changed the world working 40 hours a week. And that is the disconnect that we've really had in terms of the messaging that we've heard. 
is now like this idea of hustle culture is wrapped in a higher purpose. That's the way it's been sold to us. That if you're a person with vision who wants to do good in the world, well, the only path to really make it happen is to work 80 hours a week uh, and bury yourself under uh, the, the hustling grind. In fact, the author Sam Baker, who wrote a book uh, all about uh, losing herself and rediscovering herself after 40 years old, said that the old mantra in the 1980s was put on a suit and work till you drop. And what we've had now are the people like Mark Zuckerberg who just say, hey, put on a great T-shirt and work till you drop. But it's all cloaked under the guise of working toward a higher mission. So what changed over the past year that's made us question and figure out, is there a better way? I would argue that in the work-from-home culture, all of those perks of working at the campus and being in the environment of your other, you know, super motivated coworkers who were supposed to be your family, all those things that we would use to justify why we were overextending ourselves were stripped away. And what we've been left with at the end of the day is the work itself. And once you remove the bright colored couches and the ping pong tables and all the things that they do to try to dress this culture up in the workplace, you're left with what it's really about, making profit, working for people who only care about the bottom line. And as many people have discovered over the course of the pandemic, uh, once the profits were down, they became expendable. They ended up getting laid off. They've given themselves to a company that didn't give back to them when the going got tough. So what's happened on the back end? Well, for 12 million people during the pandemic, they began volunteering. They started to create meaning in their lives on their own. And if you look at the latest data from Yelp, a lot of people are creating meaningful careers and starting their own businesses. In fact, new business openings accelerated in Q1, and believe it or not, were only down slightly last year, even in the middle of a global pandemic. I'll throw out one more statistic for you from LinkedIn, who says nearly two-thirds of job seekers are looking to switch their industry or job function, and more than half of job seekers are going their own way by starting their own business or working freelance. Obviously, all this news lights me up. I feel like I've been evangelizing this message since I left corporate America back in 2015. But along the way, I've run into many of the same objections. You know, with every big life change, well, fear is going to come with it. And when people reach out to me online, when they DM me on Instagram, uh, I get a lot of questions that all sort of follow the same train of thought. Dan, you know, how can I make this big transition in my career without going through a period of financial insecurity? There's other people that say, well, it, well, Dan, I've got so many commitments right now with my current job and my family. I don't even have time to figure out what my dream is, let alone bring it to life. And at the end of the day, people just want to know, Dan, how can I build enough wealth? How can I have the money to even go pursue my dreams in the first place? And I hear you. I see you. I've felt this uh, for years on the podcast. But what I want to do today, because I think this is such a pivotal time for you to decide what do you want your life to look and feel like a year from today? Are you going to go 
back to the return to work culture, which is fine, by the way. I, I have no problem with that. But are you going to return to the hustle and grind? Are you going to return to a life of overwhelm, overwork, and putting your needs on the back burner? You know, there's so many people who think that they don't get to even have emotional needs until after they retire at age 65. But what's the average life expectancy? 73, 74 years old? I mean, where's where's the justice in that, that you're working 45, 50 years for one corporation? And what, the reward is that you get to enjoy eight years at the back end, possibly with declining health? That's just, that's such a, a broken model to me. But the gift in this lockdown has been remembering that we have a power to choose because you can also choose to redesign your life on your terms. And by the way, it's not a process that you have to go through alone. In fact, I would recommend you shouldn't go through it alone. This is why I think great coaching is such an uh, an asset to help you build the life and career that you want. So take out your pen and paper. Coming up this week, I'm going to run you through Five mindset shifts, strategies that will help you get started. And the best place uh, that you can begin to make sure that you can fund the dream life that you want is you have to shift from an employee mindset to an entrepreneur mindset. Remember that anything your nervous system links to safety, it's going to be hard for you to let go of. And so many of us were brought up under the thinking that the only path to sustainable income is to go to work for an outside corporation, that you put in the nine to five, which over the years has become the nine to seven. You give and give and give at work. You prove your value. You climb the ladder and you get rewarded. On the back end of that is the golden handcuffs, maybe some stock options, a pay raise, a promotion, and that is certainly a way to go. It just might not be sustainable over time, particularly if you're putting your own health, your relationships on the back burner. But underneath, the subconscious goes, well, literally, corporate America is my safety. We can't let go of it. So what I want you to remember as we step into the entrepreneur mindset is that safety is generated from within. And if you're listening today and you're just like, well, BS, Stan, corporate America is safety, I would challenge you. Look at how many corporations have laid off employees the minute that the financials went down. A lot of people became disposable who once thought that they had security forever. One of the things I'm most grateful for in my life is I've created a life where I am the CEO of my day-to-day And to some extent, I've been able to live in my own personal economy over the past five and a half years. That if I were still in the radio industry, I would have been one of the tens of thousands of people who got laid off over the past year. I'd be collecting unemployment. I made an affirmative decision uh, by having the right mentorship and by doing the work to discover my life's purpose to create a business where I can earn the income that I want. I can work the number of hours that I want and have the freedom to live from where I want. That is the difference between the employee mindset and the entrepreneur mindset. So remember this, you don't need a job in order to survive. What you need is income. So the question that you want to start thinking about are what are the tools, what are the gifts that I have 
that will create a financial flow of resources to me. Now, I will call out the coaching industry. There are many people who do the work I do who are pretty much just running an MLM to build more coaches. Like if I see one more person, you know, advertising something on Facebook, here's, I'm going to teach you how to build a multi six figure coaching practice in two weeks. Yeah, whatever about that. And by the way, that might not even be your path to become a coach. I have many clients over the years who have wanted to serve at that level. They've started life coaching, career coaching. I've got several health and fitness coaches. Uh, Those businesses have been born because of the work that we've done together. But you might have some other skills within you. You might just be a gifted writer. Maybe there's a screenplay within you. Uh, I have another client right now who's starting a bookkeeping business. Think about that. If we have a lot of entrepreneurs starting and you're an impeccable numbers person, there is an opportunity. There is a huge influx of clients who need your talents. Same thing to go with accountants. Maybe you're tired of just uh, you know working during tax season, eight thousand hours for you know an outside firm. Maybe there's a way that you want to nurture some clients on your own and create your own business. But as we have this discussion, we shouldn't just be focusing on what are the things that you're good at. Not just what are your skills that have helped you survive corporate, but really tapping into what am I passionate about. You might have a lot of skills. Maybe you're a person who's climbed the ladder in accounting, but you hate crunching numbers. You're really creatively motivated, and you've suppressed that. Uh, So start thinking, what are the things that are actually going to light me up and bring me joy when I do it? And the other concentric circle that we operate from when we talk about this idea of purpose, it's what am I good at? What do I love? But the third question, obviously, is what does the world need? What are the problems that I can solve? And what are the things that I've gone through in my life that I've overcome, that I've been able to help other people with? Remembering that you don't need to perfectly figure out every problem in the world before you can help other people. When I started my coaching practice five and a half years ago, I mean, I was just a fledgling coach. I didn't know how to teach people uh, the ways in which they can spread a message, leverage media, scale a business. I didn't know any of those things, but I knew how to teach people to find their purpose because I had done that work on my own. And for the earliest clients who came to me, that's exactly what they needed. I was able to help them through that process. Obviously, the more I've grown in my own personal development, the more value uh, that I have, the more problems I can help people. I can take people further along. But for you, you don't need to know steps one through 12. If you're only like three steps into solving the problem in your life, there is an, an avenue to income where you help somebody else take the first step to solve that problem. So entrepreneurship comes in a variety of ways. Of course, there are coaching practices. There are small businesses. There are people who are inventors. You know, think of the Shark Tank philosophy that somebody realized people have a problem pooping and leverage that into a $20 million business with the squatty potty. So, you know, you can start thinking creatively about what are the problems you see in the world. And that's the secret of the entrepreneur mindset is you know wherever there are problems, there is an opportunity to solve it and to earn income. The second step when we talk about living your dreams without going broke is getting really clear on what the numbers in your life are. 
I didn't replicate my corporate salary out of the box as much as I believed that I was going to manifest that. You know, back in the day, <laughs> I think I've told this story uh, a couple of years ago, but I remember watching an Oprah clip of her interviewing Jim Carrey. And he talked about how he wrote himself a personal check for $10 million for acting services rendered. And this is when he was a struggling stand-up comedian. And he put a date on it. And sure enough, he made $10 million for doing, I believe, The Mask was the movie. And he got that check within a week of when he wrote the date on the fake check to himself. And I thought, man, this is all I've got to do. If I just you know, decide and write myself a check for the number I'm going to earn in my first year of coaching, I'm living my purpose. Certainly, I'm going to be able to go out and make it happen. And basically, the number that I wrote on the check, I only made one-tenth of that in the first year, which I'm not saying has to be everybody's path. The big problem for me is I thought I could just manifest by thinking about attracting clients without doing the work of putting myself out there and being vulnerable and actively seeking out clients and talking about what I was qualified to help people with. I was still really struggling with imposter syndrome, so I was hiding from the world at that point. And by the way, sidebar on this conversation, you know, when I left uh, corporate America, I had enough money in the bank where I, even if I didn't make a penny in my coaching business for nine months, I was going to be able to pay all my bills. And I stretched that out to about 15 months. But I will tell you, having that large sum of money, in my case, almost worked as a detriment because it gave me a false sense of safety. And I really didn't have to take courageous action and take daily action. You know, I was still so much in the mentality of feeling like I wasn't worthy to help other people, that people would judge me if I put this empathetic, caring part of myself out to the world. So I just kept like relying on the bank account until it dwindled down. So don't think that having a large amount of money in the bank is going to give you a, for some people, it can give them as, as many excuses to hide and not take action as it gives them the proverbial nest egg. But what I want you to do is get clear on what is the number that you have to hit. What is that for you to pay your rent, your car insurance, uh, your health insurance, and maybe just like the very basics for entertainment. You know, don't be thinking of, well, I'm still, you know, the world's going to be opening up. I need to take three European vacations next year. We don't want to think in terms of that, but really on a bootstrap budget, what would that be for you? What is the number that you have to get to? Is it 3000 a month? Is it 6000 a month? Know what that is, and then we start to reverse engineer the process to build packages, right, for your services. How many products would you have to sell? Uh, what are you? Go what is the price point that you're going to sell it at? But one of the biggest mistakes, and this might sound super 101 level, many people jump into creating this new life without actually having a financial goal. And then they wonder why they're not earning money and they're not hitting it. So if your goal is to be a millionaire, you know, you got to make your first $10,000 before you're going to get to seven figures. What is that minimum viable product that you could offer the world? You know, for me starting out, I wasn't doing digital courses and group programs. I didn't have an audience yet. The fastest path to cash for me was just one-on-one -on -one coaching. 
And that brings me to the third step as we talk about living your dreams without going broke is remembering you don't necessarily need a big audience to create big profits. Whatever this business or freelance idea that you want to start, you know, when I dramatically grew my business in 2018 and I 6X things within a year, uh, I built a multi six-figure business, definitely less than 50, maybe even closer to 40 people. One of the barriers to success for so many people is you think, well, I've got to have like, you know, an audience of 25,000 people, 100,000 people on Instagram. To this day, I still don't have anywhere close to those followers. If you'd like to help me with that, by the way, you can follow me at CSC, Dan Mason, always giving you some extra value up there as well. But, uh, you know, I'm sitting on like 2,200 followers on Instagram and yet still have a highly profitable business. So when you think about that, you know, if for me the number was 40 people, I don't know what it is for you because we haven't spoken yet. You start thinking about, wow, on average, that's like three to four people a month that I would have to be able to serve. It becomes less overwhelming when you break it down that way. If all you had to do was find three new clients, you know, for your freelance graphic design business or for your coaching business or for your accounting business, would you be as afraid, right? So just breaking it down and understanding that small numbers can create huge results in the long run. The fourth thing that you're going to need if you want to live your dreams without going broke is you got to have an offer. Again, this sounds really fundamental, but you know how many people are afraid to actually invite people to work with them in their business. They're afraid to sell a product. So what you want to begin to focus on here is getting clear on what are the ways that feel an integrity for you to offer value to work with your potential customers? What are the things that feel most aligned with who you are? You know, I was talking to somebody about doing a revamp of my website recently. She was a freelance web designer. And what we realized in the conversations is that we didn't have the same communication style. Like we weren't on the same page and we wouldn't be a fit together. So we both walked away from that deal in a a very friendly way just because it didn't feel good for either one of us in terms of uh, uh, the early conversations that we were having. So we want you to be excited about the people that you're working with, getting clear on who are the, 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 the dream client that you would like to attract. Who is that? How would you like to communicate with them? Do you want to have a lot of fun and be joyous when you're working with these people? And what are the types of products that you'd like to sell? You know, some people thrive in working with one-on-one. Some people like to just create digital courses because they don't like to be in the trenches of helping people. Uh, You get to decide the business model that works for you, but you got to have one and you got to start making invitations and remembering that you can always pivot as you go along. You can always change your mind. You know, the people that I enjoy working with in my fifth year of coaching, you know, being five and a half years into this is way different. I've got way different standards for my one-on-one clients than I had when I started out in the beginning. So you can evolve, you can change, 
but you really want to start making that invitation to move forward. And the fifth thing that I would tell you, and this is just having learned from experience, is somebody who was trying to bootstrap it, who didn't want to spend money, who thought I could figure out how to fund my purpose all by myself, having no experience in entrepreneurship and nearly driving me to bankruptcy, you have got to get support on this. You want to find somebody who has accomplished the things that you want to accomplish, and you want to lean on them heavily for support. It's been the greatest joy of my life over the past year, watching some of my clients in a pandemic uh, completely walk away from soul-sucking jobs and start thriving businesses. We introduced you to some of them on the podcast over the last year. You know, my client Christy literally is turning away clients because she has more than she knows what to do with for her fitness coaching business. Uh, You know, there's Claudia who doubled her income from being a public school teacher, becoming a private tutor and setting up pandemic learning pods. I see some of my earliest clients that I worked with in those first couple of years who built like six-figure coaching practices of their own. People who have left corporate and created successful performing careers in Hollywood, you know, landing consistent TV and, and, and commercial roles. And then also the people who've just pivoted and found a better role for themselves in corporate America. They're like, hey, entrepreneurship isn't my thing, but I'm in a career that my parents told me I should want, and this is the thing that I really want to do, and helping guide people into manifesting that and making it happen. It's been an honor for me to do that. I'd love to extend the invitation for you if that is something that feels aligned with where you're at, if you want to jump in on the YOLO economy, but do not make the mistake of going through it alone. And I'm not one of those people that's like, well, you'll never get there by yourself. You might. You just have to decide how much pain you want to go through along the way. (laughs) Especially when you're launching a new endeavor, that can be a very lonely process. It can be tough when the people in your life don't get what you're doing. So having that certainty of a coach who believes in you and believes in your vision on the days when you don't becomes everything. But what I wanted to also just leave you with this week are a few of like the red flags that are going to stop you dead in your tracks and keep you from taking action. There's a lot of people right now, 50% of job seekers, they're on the ledge, they're thinking about it. But what are the thoughts and beliefs that are going to stand in your way, right? Uh, Number one, you already know more about a topic than so many other people. You've got that one thing that you're aware of, that you are just a student of, that you can't shut up about with your friends, and other people would pay you for that knowledge. A great example of this, there's a woman that I had met in an entrepreneurial conference a few years ago who, you know, she started a family. She had an autistic child. Uh, As you can imagine, that can be very overwhelming for a new parent. But she did a lot of homework and she talked to a lot of experts and she got her child to a highly functioning place that most doctors didn't believe were possible. So what has she done on the back end of that? She has started a consulting business for other parents with autistic children. It turns out, you know, one of the biggest challenges she's had to face now that she's overcome it, she's able to help other people and make an abundant living doing it, right? So there is already knowledge that you have within you that other people would pay for, that other people are dying to get from you. Second thing that you want to consider is you don't need some fancy website and a ton of systems and technology 
to begin. In fact, I signed up my first three coaching clients without even having a website launched, right? Uh, my client, Claudia, who I told you, who doubled her income becoming a private tutor, still has no website for her business. She created a business that's making, I believe, six to seven grand a month uh, basically off one Facebook post, you know, asking for if, if her friends knew any families who needed some teaching support for their children during the pandemic. Voila, instant business created. Mindset shift number three to help you move forward. You can feel not ready, but still be ready. Every next level, every new thing that I announce or I launch in this business I'm kind of guessing. I don't know for sure if it'll work, but I just really tune into my intuition. I make offers and, and do things in my business that feel aligned, and those are the ones that tend to work out, right? So if you need 100% certainty before you begin, you're never going to get started. And the other thing that I want to throw out there is that working for yourself in a way that you can help other people that's not going to drain your energy. In fact, what you're probably going to realize is it's going to energize you. We joke a lot on this podcast about the addiction of the paycheck and the validation of corporate America, and that can feel good short term, although it will leave you empty in the long run. You know what never gets old? Being able to help people solve problems that improve their lives. <laughs> and, and I don't know what that is for you or what your idea, your story that you want to share with the world, uh, the business that is just dying to emerge from within you because we haven't spoken yet. But what I can tell you is, is we can take it from being an idea to making it real in the world in a way that's going to build your income, but also your impact. And most importantly, your sense of happiness, your peace, the level of presence and energy that you're going to have to give to the people in your life. So if you are ready to jump in on the YOLO economy, I gotcha. Uh, and I do have some spots open right now for coaching. You can go to my website. You can get more info on that, fill out an application, and then you can schedule a complimentary discovery call where we can talk more about where you're at, what your goals are, where you want to go, and create a plan to help you get there, creativesoulcoaching.net is where you're going to get the info. If you're loving this episode, if it resonates for you, could you please share this with your friends? You can screenshot the podcast, upload it to Instagram or Twitter. Be sure to tag me at CSC Dan Mason. I love hearing your aha moments, your breakthroughs, and the new commitments that you're making for your life after you consume this content. Uh, also, it would mean the world if you give us a follow on whichever app you're listening to today. Uh, shout out to everybody who's listening on Apple, the iHeartRadio app, Spotify. Uh, make sure to follow so that you get all the notifications on the new episodes. And in the meantime, turn down the volume on your negativity. Turn up the volume on your purpose so you can live life amplified. I'll talk to you next week. I love you.